Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm John Hare, and you found the place where we talk horses. There are a lot of places we take our horses. Riding in arenas, trail riding along the river, group rides in the backcountry. But the most common place we ride is right from our house. Society is definitely changing. What once was a serene walk along the canal banks and through alfalfa and cornfields has changed. We have to be constantly vigilant of our surroundings. Are there loose dogs around? Is that a new person in the homeless encampment over there? When we cross this road, is a person in the car going to throw, yell, or honk at us? It's one more thing on the checklist. Constantly being aware of your surroundings. In our town, homelessness is up, and an encampment can pop up just about anywhere. Now I'm a pragmatist. I'll let the politicians debate on how the problem got to be so bad and exactly how to improve the situation, although I have little faith they will do nothing more than offer lip service. It's my task to get me and my horse out and back safely. I wanted to see how other riders in our area were handling the situation. My first stop was the manager of a local boarding stable. A quick note before we start. Recording on location is a lot of fun, but there are noises. To me, they are the sweet noises you hear around the stables. But for others, they may be a distraction. I've tried to minimize them wherever possible. My name's Judy Burns. I am one of the owners of Rancheria Equestrian Center. The trails around Rancheria are very nice. There are open areas, tree-lined areas, and trails along the river. I wanted to know if riders were safe riding out from her stables. They aren't as safe now as they were, say, 10 years ago. You run into more of the homeless, more of the encampments. They do have, a lot of them have pit bulls with them. A lot of them are on drugs. So you've got to be really careful and aware of where you're riding and who's around you. How do you educate boarders about safety on the trail? What we do is we have been putting on some classes. We had a class last year on self-defense for trail riders where we had an expert that um, is a retired police officer come in and teach the class for us. Um, He goes into different scenes about what would happen if a dog ran up. Judy has known a man for almost two decades who trains law enforcement officers on strategic movements in tough situations. My name's Elmo Sharon. I was born and raised in a cattle ranch down in South Texas. Came to California when I was 21 years old. Participated in rodeos and uh, other horse events. Got into law enforcement and in 1978 started uh, the Ventura County Sheriff's Mounted Unit. I was uh, on the Mounted Unit for 25 years the unit's trainer for 30. After I retired, I did another five years as a trainer. Elmo describes the most important tool in your arsenal, awareness of your surroundings. People should be aware of their surroundings at all times, whether in the city trails or backcountry. If you're in the backcountry, you're always cognizant of wild animals. You never have any, you have no idea of what might be coming your direction. 
especially if you ride up in the mountains. There's a lot of bears, mountain lions. Trail riders should always not have a disconnect with where they're at. If they're riding on the trails along the river, a lot of homeless encampments, city streets. You have to be cognizant of where you're riding. You have to be cognizant of um, dogs. You have to be cognizant of homeless people. But it's not only knowing about your surrounding. It's important to know your horse and how he can help in the situation. Also works with you and your horse to get your horse to maneuver around so your horse can help you protect your space and get out of danger if something should be real uncomfortable for you. Elmo has been teaching law enforcement the best strategies to use while horseback. Their situation's much different. Law enforcement may be doing crowd control or come upon a suspect on patrol. As part of their job, they are trained to move toward danger. So if they hear a gunshot, scream, or other commotion, law enforcement is going to move toward that stimulus. As a civilian, we teach the opposite, is to recognize the danger and move away from that danger. You, you want to create space. The best thing you have going for it is to recognize that there's a problem and you want to ride away from it. And you don't want to stick around and find out what's going on. You want to survive the situation. So if you're riding along the river and you run a, see a homeless encampment, the last thing you want to do is ride up to the homeless encampment to check it out. You want to ride around it and move away from you, what you might, what someone might say, it's a danger zone. And a lot of the homeless people have dogs. Some of the dogs are pretty aggressive and you have no idea the background on these people. So you definitely want to move away from that. Look, I know many of us use the time with our horses to get away from everything, to forget about the problems in the world, to lose ourselves in the countryside and bond with our horses or spend time with our friends. Do we really need to think about all this stuff? People shouldn't have a disconnect that it's not going to happen to them. Horseback riders should not have a disconnect that it's not going to happen to them. They're not going to encounter a problem. So if you do encounter a certain problem, you have to know how to defend yourself, what you need to do. And all Elmo is saying here is the same as the Boy Scout motto. You need to be prepared. If you go out into the backcountry, you take water and food and do whatever. If you're on a trail ride and you're going to be riding along, say, the river where there's a lot of homeless encampment, you want to be prepared. By that, I mean have a whistle. Have a whistle when you blow that alerts other people that you have a problem. Some horseback riders carry um, pepper spray. I think it's a very good idea. Some horseback riders carry other weapons with them. I think it's a very good idea. After a short break to hear from our newest sponsor, Total Saddle Fit, we'll get more tips from both Elmo and Judy. Cinch check. If you've ever done an ETI trail challenge, you've heard the term. But aside from that, how often do you think of your cinch? How did you even pick your cinch? Is it the one that came with your saddle? The Woe Podcast would like to welcome our newest sponsor, Total Saddle Fit. They make the shoulder relief cinch, which is changing the way riders look at their cinch. 
With its unique design, the shoulder relief cinch mirrors the anatomy of your horse, improving saddle fit and providing more shoulder freedom and elbow comfort. The shoulder relief cinch is comfortably padded with cutaways in places where your horse needs it. But the real magic of the shoulder relief cinch is that it redirects the latigos of your saddle to prevent the saddle tree from interfering with your horse's range of motion. I got mine. I'm a little late to the party. Over 10,000 riders already rely on the benefits of the shoulder relief cinch. I want you to take a look at this innovative new piece of tack at totalsaddlefit.com. Check out the design, then pick out your size, color, and material. Shipping is free no matter where you live in the world, and there's a 30-day risk-free return policy. Go to totalsaddlefit.com, click on the Learn More under Shoulder Relief Cinch, and see for yourself why this product will have you thinking differently about your cinch. 30 days no risk guarantee and free worldwide shipping? You owe it to your horse to go to totalsaddlefit.com and check out the shoulder relief cinch and thank them for supporting the Wool Podcast about horses and horsemanship. There's nothing more frustrating than having the right tool to solve the problem, but you don't know or are not proficient enough with that tool to use it. And it's not just you who has to be familiar with the tool. Your horse has to be familiar with it too. Whatever you carry, you have to make sure you're proficient with. You know, so if you have pepper spray, you have to be proficient with that. Your horse has to be desensitized to that sound that it makes. It's a sizzling sound and it's also visible. So the horse is going to see, it's going to, the horse is going to hear, it's going to, the horse is going to react. And if you're not ready for that reaction, if you haven't trained for that, you might just come off your horse. Come off your horse, there goes your transportation, your horse, and now you're left behind with the problem that you were trying to address. So it's good to, to be prepared and have tools at your disposal that you're comfortable with. You know, there's one side benefit of the training. In order to be effective in a tight situation, you have to practice. And you have to practice with your horse. The end result is people get a better handle on their horse. Yes, definitely have to have some horsemanship because you need to move your horse's hind end around. You need to move the horse's shoulder around. You also need to be able to back your horse out of a situation be able to side pass your horse away from a situation or if you're using pepper spray you want to get your horse out out of the wind so you don't get pepper spray on you and the horse. Judy says the response has been good and people are taking heed. We have had good participation from the boarders. We've had outside people come to it. I've had requests for more of these classes so we are scheduling another class. The bottom line is, if you're going to enjoy yourself on the trail, it's important to be prepared. We protect our horses from parasites by giving medication. We protect them from viruses with vaccination. And just as those expenses pay big dividends by preventing other, more costly consequences, a bit of defensive training is a small price to pay if you ever have to put those techniques in practice. 
Look around your horse community and see if someone is qualified to offer training. Police mounted units are a great resource. Get together with some friends and put on your own clinic. It's a great way to have fun with your horses. Our main goal is we want to keep our borders with our horses and riders safe when they're out on the trail. We, we want them to enjoy their horse and feel free to go out and ride their horse in, in the trails. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks very much to Judy Burns of Rancho Rio Equestrian Center and Elmo Sharon. Also, thanks to our newest sponsor, Total Saddle Fit. I hope you'll visit totalsaddlefit.com and check out their shoulder relief cinch. You can find our podcast just about anywhere podcasts are found. And every episode is on woolpodcast.com. Do you have a story to tell? I'd love to hear about your horse. What was the hardest thing you had to learn about horsemanship? Was it through experience? Share your story with us. Either record yourself telling the story or contact me and we'll set up a time and I'll do all the heavy lifting. I'll record and edit and put it together and we can share it with the podcast audience. My email is john at woepodcast.com. Please check out the Woe Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Share a few photos of you having fun with your horse. Thanks again for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends and riding buddies. That's how we grow. So until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Look, I know many of us use the... Don't bang the table.